We lost a hero this weekend, Muhammad Ali. His mother called him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Also known as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I fell in love in boxing as a young age. Never got to see Muhammad Ali fight live, but caught as many archive clips I could. But I did have a boxer I did enjoy watching live growing up. And to me, he was the greatest. El Sugar Ray Leonard. Now, Sugar Ray Leonard is special to me for this time as a young boy here in the city of Peoria. I was hanging out with my mom as a child could only do because I couldn't go anywhere else. And my mom decided to go to a grand opening of a store I didn't want to go to, but had to go because couldn't go anywhere else. And at the store, a limousine pulls up. This guy walks out. That's the great Leonard. Now I'm, I'm happy to be with my mom. Here at the opening of this department store. And he's greeting people like a politician does. Women swooning over him. He's kissing the babies. But then he comes next to my mom, and my mom leans in to whisper something in his ear. A look of surprise hits his face. Kisses her on the cheek, lifts up the rope, and she walks on, and I come with her. Next thing I know, we in the limousine. <laughs> hanging out with Sugar Ray Leonard. Got to talk with him, got to autograph pictures with him. Come to find out, they say, Ma, what you tell him? Say, I told him that my brother's son is best friends with his son. I said, what, you know, we know Sir Grant Leonard? <laughs> and I was excited. And I remember going on watching all this fights now with greater intrigues. And I met him, seeing him beat Marvelous Marvelin Hagler, seeing him beat the Golden Boy Ladon, seeing him just be wonderful. And I remember telling my dad about the story, coming home, and my mom always reminds me of this one point that I made sure I tell my dad. I said, Dad, sure, let her kiss mom. <laughs> but I want to tell you this story, is that that moment to me is special to me because of who I met. But I would not have met him if I was not with my mom doing the work that she had to do. I, I thank God for my mom being a stay-at-home mom. And so being her being a stay-at-home mom, I got to stay at home with her. And I got to go wherever she went. And so if she was not a stay-at-home mom, I would not have met Sugar Ray Leonard at that young age to meet my idol. Seen him on TV, all those commercials, right? But I got to meet him face-to-face, sit in the limousine for the first time and meet this man. I want to highlight that we also have moments in our lives that we realize that we were in the right place at the right time for this moment to happen. Sometimes our moments happen because we were just being obedient, doing a task that we're supposed to do. And you happen to run across somebody and it just changed your life. And so I want to highlight in us that in those times of those moments, God has moments like that in your life. 
that when you are going on about your business, doing what he has you to do, you might meet somebody that might change your life. And I want to help you out that when God has those kind of moments in your life, that you should have a response. And that proper response would be a thank you. Uh, hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Praise God. And when you have those moments, I want you to understand that you might have more than just one of those moments. I, I only met Sugar Ray once. But I sure enough met God many times. In many different moments. And every moment solicits the same response. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Bless his holy name. You are good. You so good. Better than I ever deserve. Anybody have those moments before? That God just showed up at the right time. You were minding your business. And you're so glad God was minding yours too. That he showed up, showed up, and showed out. That you had no choice. I got to thank him. But now if you look around, you, you might look around and you might realize that some people don't want to thank God like you want to thank God. I, I want you to worry. I want you to do not worry about them. You came to give him praise. Now, sometimes you might look around, you might wonder why some people don't shout and praise the way you do. Don't, don't worry about them again because they don't know what you've been through. And so you're going to thank him the way you thank him because you, you can testify you don't know what he's done for me. And, and, and then you might feel sad for them because some of them just might be like wet wood. You know the problem of wet wood? Nothing you can do could set them on fire. But when you know you've been shown up, changed, it's easy for you to catch fire. So when you look at this text in Luke, 17th chapter, we find Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He is on his way to Jerusalem to pay the debt for our sin. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is on a journey to die on the cross. But yet on this journey, it says that he takes a particular route, an unnamed village, with ten unnamed people being blessed by the one true God. In Luke 17, chapter, New Living Translation, the Word of God, I want to highlight this, this few verses for us one more time. Looking at verses 11 to 14, those who have the Bible app, you can join us in the event. You can see some sermon notes and some applications right there to join along with us as well as the text. Those who are able to stand in honor reading God's word, you're welcome to do so. Uh, the reading I want to read to us is just these uh, first two verses, 11 and 12. As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Praise God for his word. You may be seated. Help as you take your seat. Help me announce the subject matter to your name and tell him, praise him now. Praise him now. Amen. I want to highlight to us, it says that 
Jesus is going between um, um, Galilee and Samaria. And he is entering an unnamed village where ten unnamed people are at a distance suffering from leprosy. I want to highlight and emphasize it one more time. Jesus identified where he is, not identified. Who is sick with leprosy, not identified. But where he is and where he's going, identified. What I'm trying to highlight here is that notice that it's not important where he is. It's not important what your name is. But what is important is that Jesus is here. Only got a few amen. Since he is in the place, you know something's about to take place. I only got a few more amen. Let me, I, I got Y'all gonna make me work hard today. Um, anybody ever gone to a surprise birthday party? All right. If you go to a surprise birthday party, the party don't start. Until the person shows up. So once the person is in the place where you are, that's when the party begins. You in the place, but he's not in the place, or she's not in the place, there's no party. But once that person shows up, y- y'all start to anticipate when the person's showing up. Oh, they're on the way. Get your places, get your places. Turn the lights off. Shh. So let me help y'all one more time. Jesus is in the place. Oh, all right, y'all in the house now. All right, we in the house now. And that's what counts, that he's in the house. Notice how it says that he's on his way to Jerusalem, and yet there's people in a distance. You ought to praise God because he's coming your way. Only got a few amens, but that's all right. I'm going to keep on moving. Because he's coming your way means that your situation is going to change. Because once he gets in the place, you know that anything's possible. Let me hop into some NBA fans. LeBron James is going against Steph Curry. Two-time MVP versus a four-time MVP. They asked LeBron James about being an underdog. They asked him that same question last year. He didn't have a good response because the press liked that one. You know, the press likes the response means it's not a good one. That means that they can use it against you. And they asked him about being an underdog. He said, no team I'm on is ever an underdog. He ain't lying. When you are four-time MVP, how your team always going to be slated to be beat? Do you understand that majority of the NBA finals he's been in, six consecutive, his teams has been not the favorite? But yet he's won. And so here it is that now again he's going against now a record setting team. 73 wins. Better than Michael Jordan's Bulls. Oh, that's blasphemy if somebody said what? Won more games than anybody in NBA history. On a record to go back to back for the championship. First 
un, I'm sorry, not undefeated, but first unanimous voted MVP in Steph Curry. And now they're down game one. Some people are doubting, can you pull it out? But LeBron James says, like, I play the game. What I want to highlight is this, that any team that has LeBron James on, anything is possible. Let me help you out. He left Cleveland. They were picking in the lottery. If y'all don't understand what that means, that they were the worst team in the NBA. One player left, worst team in the NBA. Comes back, they in the finals. With LeBron James, anything is possible. And so what I want to highlight is this, that if one basketball player can make a difference on one team, what can the king of kings, the lord of lords, and the host of hosts do when he's on your team? Can I hear somebody say, anything's possible? <laughs> and so if he's on the way, I'm going to praise him now. Help is on the way, y'all. <laughs> I'm excited. He's on the way. And here it is. He's on his way to Jerusalem, and ten men of leprous are seeing him on the way. You know he's got an entourage. He's not traveling by himself. He got his homeboys rolling with him. He got Peter. He got Thomas. He got James. He got both Judases. Hello. And he's a rolling with him, along with the crowd, saying, this is the man. Ain't that possible when the man shows up? These ten now are outside of a village. They can't be in the village. They can't be a part of the society because they have leprous. And because they have the leprosy, they have to stay out and, and they are unclean and they can't be around other people. And other people don't want to be around them. But yet Jesus is on the way. And I want to highlight to you, remember where he's passing in the border between Galilee and Samaria. Galilee is where he's from. Samaria are the hated ethnicity group the Jews don't like. But the Galileans, they're not that much better. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Aren't these uneducated Galileans? So you got two low groups right next to each other geographically. But Christ is in the center of them both. He's on the way. And he's on the way because he's doing the will of the Father. And Jesus is doing the will of God on his way to Jerusalem to pay the debts of our sins, to set the record straight so that we might have eternity with the Father. But on the way, he happens to walk by these ten leprous men. You ought to praise him in advance. You ought to praise him not only while he's on the way, but you ought to praise him because he can see you at a distance. It says that they were off at a distance. I want you to understand that nothing can keep you away from God. Not distance, not height, not depth, not naked, not poverty. Nothing can separate from the love of God. And so even at a distance, Christ sees them. And, 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 and this is my mind imagination checking it out that Jesus could have took another route. But yet, I think he saw them at this and let me come a little closer. So he gets closer to them. And you look what they say to them. They say, Jesus, 
They know who he is. Master. Oh, watch out. They didn't say Lord. They didn't say Jesus of Nazareth. They didn't say son of David. But they said master. Master is important to highlight definitely within Luke because it suggests to us that they are speaking to one who has authority. Anybody been there before that you want to speak to the one who has authority? You, you, you talk to everybody else, but you say, I want to talk to who's in charge. Can I talk to the manager or the supervisor? Can I talk to your supervisor? You know, you, when you need something right and you want it done, and you know that you need to go to the right person. Or maybe you don't have to have that situation, but maybe you needed a paper documented and you had to go to the one who had the authority, you know, the notary, the one that can officially make it legal. You said, I got to go see that woman or that man to make this official. So they understood that he's the one that can make it official. He's the one that has the authority. Jesus, master, what they ask, have mercy on us. Now. They have lepers. Now, what I highlight is that they understand that he has the authority, but they understand that he also has a choice. Let me help somebody out. Just because God can heal you, I lost somebody already, doesn't mean he will heal you. Got people mad at me right now. I believe if I name it and claim it, it's going to be done. All right, name it and claim it. And if it's not done, then what happened? People mad at me still. Now, now, I see, let's see, boy, I see some steam rising off some heads right now, boy. Notice what they said. They said, Master, have mercy, have pity, have compassion towards me. Meaning that you have the authority to change my situation. And, and if you choose to, I'll be blessed by you doing so. But realizing that you have the authority and you can do it only if you choose to. So, Master, I'm looking for you to have mercy. In Romans 9, 15, it says that God says, I have mercy on who I will have mercy on. And I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion that's found in Romans 9 and 15, but you can go back and find that in Exodus when God announced himself to Moses, tell him, I'm the Lord, the Lord God, and I have mercy upon who I have mercy and compassion on whom I have, I have, I have compassion. What I want to help you to understand is this, that because of how much he loves us, moves him to show us mercy, but he does not do, do things for us just because we ask. They understood that it said, Lord, Jesus, Master, have mercy. Do you understand that our situations in our lives sometimes make it feel like we're not worthy? And when we understand we are not worthy, check this out. It helps us to put us in the proper position to talk to him who can change our situation. I, I want to help somebody that, that, that's, that's in a stiff position. And what I mean by stiff position means your back is stiff because you got too much pride. And when you have too much pride, you don't know how to get low. And, and I want to help somebody that if when you're not flexible, you don't bend, you break. It's better to bend 
than the brick. They make buildings definitely out in Japan that are meant to bend, not break. You, you can make straight up metal and steel and put it down, earthquake come, it breaks. But when they make those buildings that can sway, that can bend, that can move as the earth moves, they still stand it. Because they will bend, but not break. But when you have too much pride, pride comes before the fall. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Grace, you know that his unmerited favor. And you know, Grace got a friend, maybe a twin. No mercy. And so if you want some mercy, you better know grace. And if you want to know grace, and if you want to know mercy, you better know some humility. And when you know humility, you understand how to put yourself in the proper position that you can meet those twins, grace and mercy. And when you meet those twins, you're going to find out that God will bless you. Over and over and over again. And so we understand great is thy mercy and faithfulness. Hallelujah. But here it is. Because they understood that they couldn't change the situation. They understood that only one person could make them whole. They cried out to the one who had the power. I want to encourage you to tell somebody that there's one person they can call on that can change their life situation. We know you've tried other situations. You tried those good help books. You tried every new doctor show that came out. You listened to every good health show. You've seen every info commercial. You're telling you all kinds of things of what to do. But share with them. Spend some time with Jesus. See, some of y'all quiet on me. I want you to understand that you can have as much information as possible, but still have no power. But if you call on the one that has the power, mm, it's amazing how things change. Some of you are not catching. Let me help you out with another illustration there. You got your phone and the battery is dying. And you're at that good old airport. And you're trying to find one plug to hook it up so that you can have just a little bit juice on your phone. And you found that one outlet that was open. And you plug it in, but it don't work. Now you know why it is open. Because there's no power in that plug. And you found out that it matters. It doesn't matter how good the phone is, how good the plug is. But if there's no power, nothing's going to change. Well, I want to encourage you to tell somebody that it doesn't matter how much you know and what you got. But if there's no power... Nothing's going to change. It's going to stay the same. But when you got power, things will change. Oh, Jesus, Master, the one who has power and authority, have mercy on us. Tell your neighbor, something's going to change. Woo. And so Jesus tells them, go. Why I got excited just saying go is that if you ever read other Jesus healing situations, he spit on mud. 
He touched him, touched a casket, spoke to a dead grave. And here he just tells them, go. Go what? Go sow yourself to the priest. Wait a minute. Hold up. Rewind that. Um, we have leprous and uh, we have leprosy and, um, you know, we can't go into the city. Uh, so how can I go see the priest? Because I'm not clean. I go see the priest when I'm clean. So why would I go now? When I'm not clean, I just called out your name. <laughs> My situation's still the same, and you said go. Look at it, it says. He looked at him and said, Go sow yourself to the priest. My translation says, And as they went. They were cleansed. Of their leprosy. Let me help you out. He said, go. They standing still. Nothing happened. But once they could, took heed to what he said. Well, let's go try this out. Then they started moving. They were changed. I got a few people with me. Let me help somebody to understand what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, when God has told you to do something, it's better for you to go ahead and do it. And you're going to find out why you're doing it. God's doing something in you. And you're going to find out that why you're doing what God wants you to do. The mess that you've been praying about starts changing. <laughs> Situations start getting better. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let me help somebody out. I, I want you to grab this. I, 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 my mind thinks about Cinderella. Anybody familiar with Cinderella? You know, remember, remember Cinderella wanted to go to the ball. And, and, and she got her dress ready to go to the ball. And they tore that dress down and tore everything up. Said, you can't go like that. Now clean up this house. And so she goes back crying and doing what she needs to do around the house. And next thing you know, birds start coming in. Mice start coming in, took what was broke, made something new, a fairy stepped in, <laughs> was able to change the situation. Let me help you out that that can happen in your life. You might see some birds, you might see some mice, won't be no need for no fairy. The son of God can just step right on in and he can take what is broke and turn it around. Those that kicked you out will be watching you dance. Don't wonder, who is that? They look kind of new. And you can let them know that my shoes are new. My dress is new. My hair is new. I got a new attitude because what he's done for me. Oh, when you go to the one who's got power, things change. Go. Mm. So they went. All ten of them were cleansed. Tell them all ten were healed. But one came back. Mm. 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 
I want to know, is anybody here that one? Because the one that came back, look what he did. When he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus shouting. And praise God. He fell to the ground. Where did he fall? To the ground? At Jesus' feet. Last time we saw him, he was at a distance. Now he's able to get to his feet. Oh, just a closer walk with thee. Draw nigh unto God and he will. Draw nigh unto thee. You, you, do you see how because they, he wanted to get closer to him, he was able to get closer to him. And he was able to bow down and worship him. Notice the change of emphasis. He went from Jesus' master to praise God. When you know who Jesus is, you know where the power comes from. And you got to say praise God. Thanking him for what he had done. You understand that's what praise is. Praise is thanking God for what he has done. Also, you praise God for what he's going to do. And you can praise God for what he is doing. So that's why I'm telling you, you can praise him now. Because God never stops working. And look what he says. He says, he thanked him for what he has done. And this man was a Samaritan. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not great in math. But I'm going to take this and add this up here. There's ten. Take away one. One that came back is a Samaritan. Um, you know the story problem? You got to look at the places. All right, he was between Galilee and Samaria. He's from Galilee. And so were those other nine, were there Galileans? His kinfolk? And they didn't come back and thank him? But a foreigner comes back? Some of y'all quiet on me. My own people can't come back. Some of y'all quiet on me. It's all right. I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm just reading the text. Jesus said, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. I want you to grab closely here is that I ask you, are you that one? Are you that one that regardless if anybody's going to come back? I'm going to come back and give glory to God. I'm going to be that one to come and worship him for what he has done in my life. That, and look how he came. He didn't come upset. I got to come back to the church. Ain't got to be a church all day. Don't take all that. Said he came back. Shout. Praise God. I'm looking at myself and I'm healed. I want you to understand that you have been changed by God 
And your attitude should be an attitude of gratitude. That you ought to thank him. You ought to praise him each and every day. You don't got to wait until Sunday. You can praise him every day and say thank you. But yet you can use Sunday as, a, as an excuse for you to come up here and lose your mind. Up in here. And act a fool. Up in here. You can't do that all the time at work. But you will come into the house of God and you can lose your cool. Y'all gonna make me act a fool. It gets contagious. And so that's why we should come in shouting and blessing this holy name. Ain't gotta worry about for somebody else to lift up their hand, cause I'm that one. I'm that one that knows how to worship him. I'm that one that knows how to bless his holy name. I'm that one that will come back and give him glory for what he's done for me. And if you don't know what he's done for me, well give me an opportunity and I'll tell you. And look what Jesus tells him, go, your faith has healed, your faith has saved you. Faith. And the one that has the power. I want you to grab closely as I show you about what it means to have faith. Faith is not, faith is not based on how much faith you have. But faith is based on who you put your faith in. You can have <laughs> all the faith in the world that you can beat Usain Bolt in a meet. But as soon as that gun goes bang, you'll be at the start line. He'll be at the finish line. No matter how much faith you had in yourself. You can have as much faith that you believe you can go and grab a basketball and dunk it. But you'll be like that old commercial, Grant Hill drinks Sprite. You're going to miss the rim. You will understand that it doesn't matter how much faith you have but who you put your faith in. Jesus lets this one man know that your faith has saved you because you've come back and give glory to God. I've I seen your heart. I've seen where you are. I know you are at a distance, but look how you came to my feet. And look here, you don't got to stay here and worship me here, right here, but go and do what I told you to do. Go to the priest. Now, when he goes to the priest, look what happens. The priest got, and then you can look in Leviticus, the priest has to take a sacrifice and do all these things that cleanse him and make him clean. And he has to wait outside his tent for seven days just before he can go back in into the tent and he can be welcomed back into the community. But here it is that Jesus has done all the work for him. He said, go, your faith has made you whole. I want you to understand that when you turn it over to Christ, he does all the work. So praise them. I want to encourage you. These next four Sundays, we're going to deal about praising now. That Can you be that one that comes shouting, that comes rejoicing? Can you be that one even at a distance? Start blessing before you come into this presence. <laughs> can you be that one that could be waiting on the outside on the boundary saying, God, I'm waiting for my blessing to come. Can you be that one? That when it's done unto you, that you'll go shout and tell everybody how good it is what God has done for you. Will you be that one that has faith in the one that has authority and the power to speak life into your situation? Will you be that one 
that will praise him now. I don't need nobody to amp me up, to nudge me on, to tell me it's time to praise him. When I woke up, it was time to praise him. When I lay down, it's time to praise him. I'm going to praise him now. I don't need no excuse. So, praise him now. Almighty God, we thank you for being our Lord and Savior. We thank you, God, for what you have done and what you are doing. Oh, God, we thank you that you are an awesome God who sees us from a distance and you've come. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you sit high, but you look low to see.